our future is really in uh, the redevelopment. As long as we can redevelop, and we've got a lot of redevelopment we can do, we're going to be in really good shape. Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner with Phil Mount, and we're on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. Today in the Speakeasy, we have the mayor of Garden City, John Evans. Welcome, Mayor Evans, to our studio. So glad to have you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, gosh, everybody who's been anywhere in this valley knows there's a lot happening in Garden City. And so I'm so glad to have you here with us because we're hoping to pick your brain a little bit about all the changes that are happening there and getting your thought, not just the backstory of, you know, how this, you know, where Garden City has been, but where it's going. Yeah, Yeah, where it's going. So... Yeah. So, okay. So before we get into some of that, I always like to kind of get some backstory. So before you were mayor, like, are you, are you uh, from Idaho originally? Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. I actually grew up in Kansas City and uh, moved to Idaho with my uh, wife and two kids at the time uh, in 1975. Wow. Okay. okay. So since the 70s. Right. So that's been a while. Long run. Yeah. yeah you remember the 70s, don't you? Barely. <laughs> I, I, I did that exist. Actually, that I did was exist the year I arrived in Boise as well. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 75 so, was a good year. So just a young man came out here cold turkey uh, with a wife and two kids and wanted to get out of the Midwest and the humidity and all of the kinds of stuff. And, boy, can't pick a better place than Idaho. What was your impression of, of Idaho and this, this area back then? Mm-hmm. Well, when we came up the interstate, we came, of course, uh, uh, from the east. So we came up through Twin Falls, and my wife kept saying for a couple of hundred miles, I thought we were moving to the mountains. Yeah. You know, because you're in the high desert. So uh, uh, it it was, you know, initially a bit of a shock. Uh, but once we got into Boise and spent a little time, you know, everything's so close. But... Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, I remember I moved here in 75 as well from Chicago. Mm. And, you know, I kept looking at the map. There's this place called Mountain Home, Mountain Home, right? <laughs> right. And uh, where are the mountains, right, coming th- coming across the desert there? Yeah, yeah. they're optimists down there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so. So, and then uh, it seems like from looking at your bio, you actually, before you were mayor, you were actually uh, part of the city council, planning zoning uh, for many, many years. Uh, I I was. um, There's a project uh, north of Glenwood, uh, or north of the river on the west side of Glenwood. Uh, Riverside Village is the name. And uh, uh, in 1985, it changed ownership. And my background really... uh, I'm a heavy equipment operator, basically. That's what I was. And uh, I had some uh, experience. I went to work for the new ownership there. Uh, my two brothers came into the development that was failing in 1985. You remember I real did. estate, what I happened do. with interest rates and uh, from 1980. Uh, I bought my know. first house in 1984 with a bought down interest rate of 12 and a half percent yeah so you remember yeah. those days well anyway the yeah. original developer had failed uh and uh, the new to new owner um brought evans brothers construction what was my two brothers uh in to uh, help resurrect that in 1985 
and I came in and finished out the entitlements uh, for the project and then uh, uh, built the infrastructure, the sewer water, built the roads, all that, that sort of thing. So yeah. anyway, I'd been doing that. Uh, it was, uh, oh, I guess 1992. The mayor at the time, uh, Mayor Jay Davis, came to me and said, gee, uh, we really need some experience uh, from the development perspective uh, on our planning and zoning commission. Would you be willing to do that? At the time, there wasn't a lot going on in Garden City. It had one meeting a month. There might have been a couple of applications. It wasn't a big commitment. So so I did that uh, uh, for four years. And then, you know, the progression, oh, gee, would you run, a, run for city council? Um, uh, I did that. And then uh, 10 years later, uh, in 2005, I ran for mayor and was elected as mayor. But I'm still active in the real estate business today. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so there's a big difference for being in city council, I think, from being mayor, right? So was there like a, a time where you're like, yep, what's the story behind when you just decided to go for it? Well, that was that was an interesting time, of course. Uh, my wife and I uh, kicked that around. Um, when... Uh, uh, in nineteen in two thousand five and before leading up to that, uh, uh, one of the inhibitors to the city's growth was really a uh, infrastructure problem. It had image problems and other things that those that have been around the area can can understand. But really, um, uh, economic development doesn't stop start at ground level. You got to have fire flows. You got to have adequate sewer. You got to have some things that. Uh, I really had an expertise in uh, to figure out, help figure out, and help uh, guide that effort. So, um, of course, I was encouraged. I didn't have that really on my mind. Actually, I got into the race late. Um, but uh, uh, I thought, well, the system's really been good to me. It's kind of corny sounding, but really, the system's been good to me. Uh, never went to college, really. Uh, you know, uh, I can race you with an excavator, but I can't do much else. Um, but I do know how to, to yeah. make some of those things happen, understand what it takes to make it work. So uh, I acquiesced and uh, threw my hat in the ring and uh, yeah. was well, elected. That might have resonated with a lot of the local Idahoans, the fact that you can drive a big tractor or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I can drive lots of big things. So uh, yeah. at least I used to. I haven't done that for a while now, but it's uh, like riding a bike, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, back back in the 80s, 90s, 70s, when, when we both arrived here, mm -hmm. um, yeah, Garden City had kind of a kind of a stigma, right? It was. It didn't have kind of a stigma. It, it had a stigma. Had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, you know, Garden City, uh, it, was in, it was incorporated really as a city in May of 1949. And, of course, uh, gambling was legal in Idaho at that time. And it was the home of uh, three casinos. Yeah. And uh, when it was incorporated, um, the uh, city didn't charge utilities. You didn't pay any utility fees. You didn't pay any property tax in Garden City. For this for the city it was funded uh, on nickel slot machines hmm. 
And uh, I've got pictures of uh, the chief of police and the casino owners splitting the nickels. They'd, they'd empty the nickel cachet out of the, out of the slot machines, and they'd split the take. And Garden City now is from uh, 30th, you know, where the Riverside Hotel is now, right. uh, up to about, uh, oh, maybe 35th or 36th Street at the time. So it wasn't a, a large area. Uh, but that take was about a quarter of a million dollars a year in 1950 wow so uh, that funded all the initial infrastructure and and uh, uh, that was really uh, where the city got its start and then uh, as it grew uh, there was uh, I'll put it this way it wasn't particularly sophisticated so you had a lot of mixed use it became a place uh, where the bars uh, popped up nothing against bars but uh, 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 some of them, if they're not uh, under some form of control by the ownership or management, can get a little little uh, tough to deal with. So that reputation started uh, yeah. propagating then, and then, uh, you know, we've spent years uh, defeating that. We're just about there, I think. Yeah. Um, what a, you've, got, you've got one, well, you've actually got two state highways, that go through your your town. Uh, one of those, Chindon Boulevard, interesting name. Do you want to talk about the origin of the name? Yes, of course, uh, Garden City, before it was a city, and then uh, for some time after it was incorporated uh, along the river where the Chinese gardens uh, were located. Uh, a lot of the produce for the Boise area uh, at the time was generated along the river there uh, in what is now Garden City. Um, <clears throat> Chindon uh, uh, is, is Chinese and garden combined. Just the contraction of the, of yes, the two. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. uh, so that's where, uh, where that was uh, originated. And then, of course, uh, uh, Chindon was a, uh, a route for cattle drives uh, to get uh, beef into town and uh, in fact uh, several years ago on the 100th anniversary uh, of the Cattlemen's Association uh, they called me and said we'd like to have a commemorative cattle drive down Chindon <laughs> and uh, uh, do you know how to do that and I said well we need to talk to the mayor and uh, <laughs> you need a police department first of all you got to close all these streets up but anyway yeah. we had a cattle drive uh, we had a, probably about 3,500 people out and watched us drive a chuck wagon and cattle uh, the governor and lieutenant governor and I rode out up in the front and and we had a cattle drive to commemorate that uh, just a few years ago so that that was uh, that was fun but it's got a very interesting heritage uh, and uh, uh, we're seeing the turnaround now where uh, uh, people are putting Garden City on the return address. Uh, we're seeing a renaissance uh, all through the uh, original town site area. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun to, to watch. What is the original town site area? I do you know that. It would be uh, between the bench and the river, uh, between uh, where the Riverside Hotel is now yeah. and uh, 37th Street. Okay. Yeah, and it is interesting because uh, I've only been here for about fifteen years, and uh, you know, and Chinden was kind of 
and has been, you know, has many commercial area, you know, as you go down it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them were like not as favorable. You know, like, you know, you're there for a while and then you move and it, it seemed like it was just struggling. And it's kind of, uh, but that of course happens in residential all the time. You have places like, I don't know, like the bench, right? Where you have a little bit of a renaissance because the prices will get more affordable because mm-hmm. it's not as trendy at the moment. And then tell there's a shift where prices get more yeah. an opportunity for startups and other, you know, new companies to come in and what you've seen with the whole, you know, the breweries and the wineries and all that well, kind yeah, of stuff. So sure. suddenly, right, Garden City is a trendy place to be. It, it's I tre- can't tell you how many clients have asked about, gee, we'd like to be one of sure. those really cool sure. riverfront sure. townhouses. Well, Garden City has something that you can't duplicate a lot of places, and that's five and a half miles of river frontage. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's got the location. And, of course, uh, early in its history, uh, the river amenity wasn't really looked at as, a, as a, an amenity. It was just, you know, back uh, in the early well, part of the last century. <laughs> yeah, flooded, yeah. And then, uh, you know, when uh, Lucky Peak uh, was built, and uh, I think they it, it, it became functional in about 1953, I think, yeah. about then. Uh, that that changed a lot of things. Uh, but in the in the time before that, you had the establishment uh, of a lot of the historic uses right along the river, which uh, uh, were uh, mobile home parks and uh, a whole variety of mixed-use uh, kinds of business. Uh, even today, there's a real... Uh, automotive type flavor to a lot of that area down there Uh, but you know uh, being in the real estate business those that are in it understand that uh, timing has a lot to do with your real estate success uh, or changeover and with the improved economy uh, and then some generational change with a lot of those properties along the river. Uh, folks ready to retire and sell their units, uh, people that have passed away, and these uh, properties go into uh, an estate uh, where they need to get sold uh, for the money to get distributed. A lot of those things have happened, and then um, uh, de- developers that uh, had the foresight to start assembling these little yeah, pocket 100 parcels. by 300 pocket parcels, very, very good way to describe it, uh, into something they could actually do something with. And uh, that's that's what we're seeing. Uh, you know, that's what we've been seeing for the last few years. And, of course, you know, you start that momentum, you know, the snowball's rolling down the hill, and it's getting a little bigger all the time. Yeah. So one of the really cool things that, that we see happening in Garden City that – um, we haven't seen as much in, in Boise is um, the investment by neighborhood housing in, and again, developing these kind of small parcels that would be bypassed by traditional developers. And they're, they're building some really interesting communities right there, um, which are essentially affordable housing, right? Yeah, um, yeah. We, we uh, you know, I... Uh, I, I really like the term workforce housing because yeah. that's really what we're trying to, to target there. Um, and, uh, you know, the philosophy of any city is uh, uh, kind of molded by the leadership that the citizens put in place. And uh, we are um, 
certainly I view the role of government is to be an enabling and encouraging uh, unit to help that private investment uh, change the face of our city. So uh, we've done some things uh, to enable that. Uh, of course, we got uh, a lot of the infrastructure problems under control that I talked about earlier. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, uh, zoning districts like Live, Work, Create, which allows uh, more than one use on a particular piece of property. Traditional zoning, you keep all the residential uses right. uh, over in, in Section A, and you keep the commercial uses in Section B, and you keep the light industrial in another part, and the two, none of those shall ever mix because that's that's uh bad right so right um we took advantage of the history on the east side of town uh that we're talking about primarily here which historically has had uh commercial residential manufacturing light manufacturing i'm yeah. talking about uh, and a mix of uses and as the city has uh developed or redeveloped in that area those mixed uses have continued, and we formalized that in uh, part of the city with the Live, Work, Create. So um, if you were a frame maker, you could manufacture your your frames uh, in the back, so right. to speak. You could have a showroom retail in the front, and you could live upstairs. Right. Um, it also allows for um, these little niche uh, businesses like a uh, uh, little business push and pour just opened recently at the end of 34th street in the river and i mean it's just you can't go down there without unless you're willing to be in a crowd because right. there's a lot of people down there well uh it was a uh, uh kind of an old mechanic garage yeah well they just cleaned it up and they they've got this uh specialty coffee there and uh you can, if you got a good arm, you could throw a baseball and hit a $500,000 house on a river. Right. And from that house, you could throw another baseball and get your transmission fixed. Right. So, and it all works. And then uh, on the approach street, which is uh, 36th Street, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with that, that's Orchard Street extended across Chendon toward the river. That turns yep. into 36. Uh, then we have these neighbor works projects, a couple of them uh, on that street. Uh, where you have this uh, workforce housing and uh, very well done um, uh, units. They're, they're high density and uh, they're fitting a niche. And it isn't just workforce their niche they're hitting. They're hitting, uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of single retireds. Yes, exactly. That uh, are perfectly happy in an 800 square foot home yep. with a single car garage. They want it nice, they want it safe. Uh, they want a little uh, community atmosphere around it, uh, and they want it to be in proximity to things they like to do uh, and access to things like the green belt. So, right. And those are within easy walk or bicycle distance to the green belt. And, 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 uh, and by the way, Garden City has become a center for wineries and brew pubs and cideries. I think we're at... Don't, quote me on this somebody i guess can correct me later but i think we're up to seven wineries and five breweries now that's just astonishing yeah in in uh, in garden city 
there's a first uh, Friday event that is uh, sponsored by businesses uh, on the east end of town, uh, Riverside Hotel in that area. They gather and they, gosh, they get on shuttles. They they tour these places. Uh, you know, you stop yeah. and uh, and it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, it's it's becoming, as you said a while ago, kind of a gathering place, kind of a scene and it place to be. Uh, you know, yeah. if you like that social interaction, it's a, it's it's just fun to watch. Well, and so there's a uh, a footbridge right next door to a new business, Cafe Luciano's, mm-hmm. and it takes you right over to the Esther Simplot Park and Quinn's Pond and all that stuff on that side and. Boy, I'll tell you, you, you try to go visit that area. Um, it's well, a you know you need to you you really should go there on a bicycle because it it <laughs> it's not easy to find a place to park a car. Yeah, you know yeah. Uh, uh, you'll see folks parking, of course, in Esther Simpop Park and coming yeah. across the bridge. But uh, no, that park is uh, just added to the area, and then of course on the Boise side, we're seeing uh, uh, a a bit of a renaissance in that whole 30th street corridor there yeah uh with uh, whitewater boulevard that uh uh that was improved a couple of years ago so you know uh, uh mayor beater and i uh, are uh, work closely together on things uh uh and of course uh you you know functionally people aren't consciously necessarily thinking oh gee i step across this line and i'm in a different city it's just kind of uh, we view it as one, sure, one area there, of course, and uh, try to complement each other on the way way things improve. But let's go back then. Maybe I don't know, fifteen years ago, twelve years ago, there was a point where Garden City was sort of on the brink, right? It it, you guys were thinking about maybe dissolving and being absorbed by Boise. Well, there was uh, there were folks that uh, wondered why Garden City existed at yeah. certain points in our history, and uh, uh, I think what we ended up doing is very interesting because uh, uh, we we started doing a little surveying, and I'm not you know we weren't in a position to fund uh, a high dollar uh, scientifically accurate survey, but word gets out and. It's very interesting because I, you, you think, why do a lot of small communities exist? Now, Garden City's just under 12,000 people and about 2,000 businesses. But, but, you know, wouldn't it be more efficient to, to, to join another larger entity? Well, you're and, kind of an island, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're landlocked and those sorts of things. But yeah. very interesting. We found out how possessive a lot of our residents are uh, about their and I'm using the word in quotes, their city. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be places and people go, gee, Mayor, your city's doing this or that. Well, it's not my city. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a city that belongs to all of us that live there. And uh, so uh, really we started, uh, this was uh, in the previous uh, mayor's term, uh, Mayor Ellis, Ted Ellis was mayor for 12 years before I took office. We really started seeing that uh, move of uh, kind of a possessive attitude about the city. So, um, and what is it you like about the little city? Well, comments we'd get, um, 
it's not very hard to get a hold of the mayor. And that's not a knock on any other mayor, but, you know, if you've yeah. got 200 and some thousand people, uh, you're, you're jammed up uh, a little yeah. more than, uh, than I would be, for example. Uh, you, uh, there are very few layers of government. Uh, uh, developers like it. Uh, we can be nimble. Uh, we're really little more than about four neighborhoods in the four quadrants of the city that are uh, centered on Glenwood and the river, for example. Right, right. So um, people like being a bigger fish in the pond they're in, yeah. uh, and their uh, access uh, to influence. Uh, and then, of course, uh, when you start seeing success, uh, that breeds uh, uh, a more enhanced possessi- possessive attitude sure. uh, and a pride. And, and so we're seeing that, uh, I've seen that develop over time. So, uh, you know, uh, I, have, uh, I have committed to, to Mayor Beter that I wouldn't attempt to annex him for another four <laughs> or five years. So we got, we got that figured out. We're speaking with, for you. speaking with John Evans, the mayor of Garden City. Uh, so, so Mayor Evans, what about, uh, let's talk about some of the things that we uh, people are hearing in the news. Um, of course, there's been a lot of discussion about the horse track, air, fairground area of what is going to be, you know, I, many people got, you know, have seen people around town trying to get that as a, a ballot item to bring that back. I've heard, people have heard discussion of like what that area might be used for in the future if it's not going to be horse racing. Uh, so, uh, do you have any comments about th- that area of town? Well, we've got a wait and see attitude on the uh, on the horse track I- issues. Uh, that's uh, roughly seventy acres uh, of the two hundred and fifty acre Expo Idaho site. Uh, that property is uh, surrounded completely by Garden City, uh, but Garden City has no jurisdictional control uh, over that. Oh, really? Fairground site. I, yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, under the control of the Ada County Commission. It's, mm. it's county property. Um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, uh, whether or not horse racing uh, is able to be sustained or not, uh, you know, we're, we're, fi- we're going to find out. Uh, we'll see if the ballot measure to, uh, uh, again, legalize uh, the uh, – historic horse racing machines that were outlawed by the legislature in 20, I think it was 2015. Um, if that gets restored and if it uh, if it's able to be sustained, uh, that was uh, those historic uh, racing terminals, which uh, uh, have the appearance of a, a slot machine type uh, apparatus. Um, those were generating enough money to enhance the purses uh, for the live horse racing. Uh, enhanced purses draw uh, higher quality horses. Higher quality horses draw more attendance. And uh, 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 Treasure Valley Racing can fill in the details on that if anyone's interested. But uh, from my understanding, that was that's kind of the, the interest there. So... Mm-hmm. If the uh, historic uh, racing terminals aren't uh, allowed to continue, uh, then uh, horse, live horse racing is, uh, is going to go away permanently. And 
then the county commissioners uh, have a 70-acre piece of property uh, with the turf club and uh, and bleachers and a and a racetrack there that uh, is going to need something. So certainly, uh, in my view, um, an Expo Idaho, the site, uh, that function needs to be preserved in the county, uh, but. Uh, I think as the county grows, as we approach a million people over the next 30 years, uh, that property is going to be inadequate anyway. I just think it's in, in a wrong spot and that uh, at some point uh, that whole area is likely going to look uh, somewhat different. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk about Garden City developing a, a downtown district, becoming, you know, and a lot of people thought, well, you know, Expo Idaho might be a good place for that. But mm -hmm. if that county owns that, that may not be within their plans. But there's another place that could be really interesting to do a downtown Garden City area. And that's right off of Adams Street, right? Well, this area we've talked about between, um, oh, 45th Street and the Riverside Hotel. Uh, that's where we're seeing a lot of this land uh, changeover. We're seeing redevelopment. Uh, uh, and, you know, within our uh, comprehensive plan, um, certainly that could be the, the, um, a, the gathering place yeah. uh, type of a downtown corridor. Uh, we could see that develop there. Uh, <clears throat> Because, you know, there has to be uh, end destination attraction right. uh, to make that happen. And, of course, the Whitewater Park, uh, with its access with the bridge, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the improvements we're seeing in the Renaissance, I keep using that word, but it just fits, of the Riverside Hotel, yeah. uh, you know, that that is becoming the riverside that it was when the, i the, came the to new Idaho. owners there have done a remarkable they've done a, a remarkable job if uh if you haven't been there it's uh it's and if you have any history uh with that hotel um you know it's it's become a real gathering spot and of course it's anchored on the west by a winery um and then just a little further uh, downstream, uh, you got the Whitewater Park. These are these are things that are all within just a few hundred yards. You can easily walk to all these things. And then you've got this gathering area that I talked about, where we're seeing property assembled. We have an active uh, uh, developer uh, looking at uh, uh, really a master plan for all of 34th Street uh, from Chinden clear back to the river. So. Yeah, I think, you know, downtown is in a kind of a traditional uh, where you go down and buy a pair of jeans and, 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 and get a fast food something or other. That's not going to happen there. But as far as a, uh, kind of the, a brewery, winery, artisan, uh, crafty kinds of uh, venues and outlets, yeah, yeah we're going to see it there. Yeah. So maybe some discussion with Ada County Highway District uh, with the site that they have have there? Well, sure. Ada County Highway District on uh, uh, Adams and 37th uh, Street, they have their operations yard, which, uh, gosh, I think that must be 15 or 18 acres uh, there on the river. Um, <clears throat> we'd like to see something else there, obviously, uh, yeah. from the city perspective. Uh, 
the highway district, of course, uh, they own that property. They've got a lot of infrastructure there. They maintain the north half of the county out of that site, uh, at least a lot of the north half of the county. Uh, and there aren't a lot of places uh, that you can move that that are zoned, you know, to have a ACHD operations <laughs> yard, you know. So, yeah. Um, uh, but we've, uh, we being the, the city uh, council and I have had an opportunity to sit down with the commissioners and uh, let them know what our vision for that area is. And uh, um, uh, I think the commissioners recognize that certainly uh, long term uh, that use will likely change. Uh, there are a lot of things that have to happen before uh, they could make that decision, uh, but it's certainly on our radar, and we're doing what we can to keep it on the Highway District Commission's radar. Yeah. What about Memorial Stadium? Stadium is that is that county or is that uh, Garden City? Uh, that's county. Okay. So the county property starts on the uh, east side of Glenwood. Okay. And it goes to the east side of the racetrack, basically. Okay. And it goes between Chendon and the river. And the river. Okay. I mean, yeah, Chendon and the river. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, uh, you know, if uh, Boise's uh, successful in getting the new stadium complex uh, built in one of the two locations they're considering, then uh, uh, that'll be another uh, structure that the county will have that uh, has no real uh, beneficial use. Right, right. Yeah, but that won't necessarily be something that you have to uh, figure out next, no, that, next life for. No, that that won't be uh, Garden City's problem. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, but it impacts you because you have you have businesses does. next door. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, right. and yeah, people yeah. you know oh, stop yeah. at restaurants yeah. and yeah. places and stuff. To you know, the, right the, after the game, the Hawks owners uh, have quite a vision. Uh, yeah. they've got a. Uh, similar facility in, uh, I believe it's Georgia, um, uh, with the collateral development multi-use uh, facility. And, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of debate over how it's financed and whether it'll work or not and, and those sorts of things. But uh, uh, <clears throat> really, uh, the way the region's growing, particularly Ada County, uh I think there's a real opportunity there if uh, if the folks that are involved can uh, can get back past the uh, the relationship challenges of getting the consortium together to agree to do it, you know. But uh, um, there's no benefit to the city of Garden City of having the Hawk Stadium where it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. It 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 uh, it consumes acres of parking uh it uh there's really no opportunity to see uh development on the chendon and glenwood corridors uh you know in its current configuration with the fairgrounds so you know we'll uh uh we'll see uh, at some point uh, uh the Ada county commission uh, uh thinks it's warranted to take another look at that area we're always ready yeah yeah well, and it's kind of right across the street from City Hall and the library. and Yeah, you know, in a perfect world, that would be the, the more traditional downtown would right. be, it would occupy that, uh, that fairground site. But, uh, 
uh, as I said before, uh, the, the fairgrounds, a fairgrounds, uh, I think is an important asset for the greater community and finding a, uh, a spot that uh, uh, the county wouldn't outgrow uh, in an area that maybe has uh, good freeway access for ingress and egress. Yeah. Uh, it can be a little challenging getting in and out of the fair now, uh, double the kind, uh, double the population and see how that looks. So, so there's, uh, there's some opportunity that I'm sure will come at some point, uh, you know, on, on how we can better utilize, uh, both the current property and then have an enhanced, uh, sure. venue for, for, uh, an expanded, uh, ability for the Expo Idaho function. Yeah. You know, I have my set of questions that I, I have asked, and so I'm going to jump in on a couple of these. So, um, what one is this with last year is we had all this flooding, right? And I know your city was impacted. I'm sure. I mean, everybody was impacted in some in some ways. Uh, just that it's a green belt going underwater in many cases. Um, but um, and then I know uh, as a real estate agent by day, um, we. Um, you know, of course, we'll show properties in that area, anywhere, sometimes along the river. And there's always been talk about, are they changing where the floodplain is and things like that? Yeah, the FEMA map. Right. And, yeah, uh, right. And I know that it uh, can have a Im- big impact on a community, especially if that changes. Uh, if somebody draws a new line somewhere. Um, so what is, uh, what you know, what do you know about that state of things? And, um you know, how's the city kind of planning or uh, tries to deal with that kind of, you know, having the luxury of being on the river, but also having that challenge? Great. Well, it's uh, it's a great topic. I'm I'm going to give you a super, super, super condensed version because okay. uh, this is uh, an easy an hour topic just by itself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, basically, um, we had very little impact as far as personal property uh, from the water last year. Okay. Uh, the city, um, uh, our river frontage runs uh, parallel with the flow primarily, so we don't have bends in the river really uh, that create some of the problems that we saw uh, in the city of Eagle, for example, and in the city of Boise, where uh, fast-moving water is hitting an area where the where the river bends, and then of course it washes out. Uh, an area. Uh, the elevation of the water, of course, our green belt was underwater. Uh, we had some properties uh, uh, in the what we call our warehouse area, which is uh, 43rd uh, up to uh, maybe 46th Street, uh, where we did some sandbagging. Uh, and uh, uh, a tree uh, from Boise uh, was washed down, had a huge root ball, probably uh, 12 feet or so in diameter, and it got lodged in an area that pushed water over uh, on to uh, the north side of, or south side of the river there. And that caused uh, some flooding on a couple of our streets, but again, no residential structures uh, went under. So anyway, we survived that quite well uh, from a practical standpoint. Uh, the mapping, uh, the Federal Emergency Management Agency uh, redrew the maps a couple of years ago. Uh, those will become effective pretty soon and changed the line you talked about, uh, which uh, uh, in which they estimate that the floodplain uh, extends further than the previous mapping uh, had indicated. 
And there's a reason why, which we don't have time to get into today, but that, that, uh, that happened. Uh, of course, that concerned us. So, uh, again, condensing things, uh, we applied for and were granted uh, a cooperative grant uh, with the Corps of Engineers uh, to, in which the Corps will go in and actually do a formalized study of what needs to be done to mitigate the impacts that the new mapping shows. And uh, uh, the primary purpose of that is to uh, illustrate what can be done and where it should be done uh, to ensure that uh, owners uh, of all kinds of property in Garden City have the ability to get affordable flood insurance if they choose to have it. So uh, that's been granted. Uh, we'll have the initial uh, planning uh, and uh, deliverables back uh, probably uh, after the first of the year in 2019. Um, it's a uh, uh, basically a 50-50 match. Uh, we've known this was coming. The city's uh, saved some money, so we've got the money to, to do our share. Uh, and then we'll have a target on on what we need to do, where we need to do it, how much it's going to cost, uh, and then that puts us in a position to have a 65 percent government, 35 percent local match to to actually uh, do the improvements. So we've got a plan. Is the short answer uh, to mitigate those impacts? Will they uh, potentially redraw lines if they see those improvements in place? Is that a possibility? Well. Um, in, in a manner of speaking, the answer is uh, yes. What you would do, uh, uh, once you do a mitigating effort like that, you would uh, do a letter of map revision. Uh, so uh, they only produce these maps so every anywhere from six to ten years. Usually it's around a ten-year cycle, roughly. Uh, and at least that's been the pattern in our area. Um, so... Uh, but you do a matter, letter of map revision in which uh, the federal authorities would recognize the work you did and the impact it would have on the, on the mapping. And so, it's, in, in essence, it does change the line. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you have a really unique thing that runs right through the center of your city with the river and the green belt, right, on both sides. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Talk about how that's that's kind of transformed through the years and the changes. Well, uh, o over time, of course, uh, we, we have seen changes. Uh, when the green belt uh, was initiated, it was really um, uh, part of a trail system, and and it still is certainly yeah. uh, in in one sense of the word. Um, and it really provided access to the river, uh, serves as a sportsman's access, uh, certainly a recreational uh, emphasis. Uh, over time, uh, as the region's grown, uh, there's been a lot of uh, interest in uh, um, expanding the modes of transportation just to get one place to another. So uh, we've seen more and more uh, the green belt actually utilized as a transportation corridor uh, <clears throat> uh, that doesn't have a specific nexus to recreation. In other words, uh, people ride to work yep. on the green belt. Uh, 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 you know, uh, there's some other destination along that 
uh, corridor somewhere they just want to get to, irrespective of whether the view's nice or the river's there. Right. So, um, and that uh, is bringing, uh, in my view, uh, the need to really start looking at uh, how we manage the pathway system uh, maybe a little differently than uh, just there it is, uh, enjoy it, uh, but now we have some control components we have to look at because of uh, pedestrian bicycle conflicts, and, and <clears throat> there's uh, most of the pathway through Boise and Garden City is striped now. It's got lanes. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts with speed limit signs. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's changing, and, uh, and we need to uh, keep that in mind. So that kind of means that we're probably going to have to have as a community kind of a discussion going forward of, you know, what what the green belt really is, right? Yeah, you know, we've got a, uh, the green belt is a physical structure, and it was designed to accommodate certain types of traffic, and we just need to keep in mind, uh, keep that in mind yeah. when we consider uh, whether we're going to expand one use or one component of that or not, and, uh, and how best to do that. Yeah. So, when you get a call, right? Somebody dials mm -hmm. up the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your number one what's your number one topic that they're calling about? Uh, I probably get, uh, notwithstanding a specific land use issue that comes around once in a while, where yeah. people uh, have a real interest. Uh, but but just uh, on a daily basis, it is conflicts between pedestrians and uh, bicyclists on the green belt. That's okay. that's uh, probably the most uh, most, as far as I get, is complaints and what are you going to do about it kinds of calls. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I guess that's the proof of that it's um, impacting, you know, mm -hmm. and concerning a lot of con citizens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Instead of being a place and the mode of transfer, stroll, it's, right? It's now a bicycle corridor and. Well, right, and even the modes of bicycles are changing with now have some have silent motors on them. You know, yeah, sure. exactly, sure. <laughs> Right. Yeah. At least uh, the old gas motor uh, bicycles, you could hear them coming from a half mile away. <laughs> yeah. Now they're all like, Vroom, right yeah. next. Like, I mean, they're yeah. cool. But yeah, yeah back and see yeah. how that's, you know, adds a, a, a safety issue. Adds yeah. a safety issue. And again, the path, uh, you know, adds a speed issue because mm -hmm. uh, virtually uh, anybody that has a, a, a class two uh, e-bike can can go uh, up to 20 miles an hour, which is pretty fast on a on a bicycle. And uh, again, there are many sections of the pathway system that really aren't designed for that, uh, you know, uh, where it bends and uh, some places it's much narrower than others. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, you get uh, uh, people that are, uh, uh, don't have a great deal of mobility, mm -hmm. older folks. You get people with kids and dogs on leashes and fast-moving uh, uh bikes and you know and you're right. going to have you're going to have those uh those challenges so uh it's something that we're gonna we're gonna have to take a look at mm -hmm. yeah. so we've talked uh, uh during this hour we're almost out of time um we talked a lot about uh, the improvements we're seeing uh, a lot along the river uh, from like uh, the riverside hotel going all the way up to the fairgrounds area um but in your overall comprehensive plan right do you you know what are you envisioning for some of these other areas such as like the uh the far west side of garden city um is that all is it do you 
you know what i guess i'm curious is kind of kind of an overall design plan like what where are you seeing as the future of of garden city well um West of uh, our current city limits on the south side is going to be predominantly residential. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's just what's going to happen. North of the river, west of uh, Glenwood, um, it's uh, residential with a com- commercial component uh, down where the uh, those that are familiar with it, where the Walgreens building is uh, near Horseshoe Bend Road. Uh, there's not a lot that's going to change there. Um, a lot of people don't realize uh, some of the most expensive real estate in the state of Idaho is uh, along the north and south side of the river, west of Glenwood, and actually on the north side, east of Glenwood. So uh, those areas are established. Uh, those aren't really going to change much. Uh, so uh, our future is really in uh, the redevelopment. And again, I believe, uh, I don't know if I'll be around to see it, but I believe at at some point the Expo Idaho site is going to be converted to another use uh, or set of uses. Uh, So uh, uh, that's where we're going, you know. Um, And as as long as we can redevelop, and we've got a lot of redevelopment we can do, we're going to be in really good shape. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. So, Well, I'll tell you... um, you know, it's it's really, really remarkable how in just a pretty short amount of time, mm-hmm. right, Garden City has really done an amazing transformation. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, uh, you know, there's a uh, – you're really seeing it now, uh, but it's really been in the works for several years, number yeah, of years, yeah. you know, getting things in well, there. Well, it started so. with that infrastructure project, right? Yeah, it started with making sure, you know, I, you can build it because you can meet the fire flows. I mean, there's some pretty basic stuff you got to have to develop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it all starts underground before you can do uh, above ground. Yeah, it all starts underground, you betcha. Yeah, yep. terrific. Yep. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you in here with us. Uh, We've been speaking with John Evans, the mayor of Garden City. You can find out more about Garden City and what's going on there. Um, Go to GardenCityIdaho.org. And, uh, yeah, we will, of course, post this uh, show on our website, IdahoSpeakeasy.com. And if you have questions for, um, you know, John or us, you know, for this for this show, we'd be happy to pass those on, try to get those answers for you. Just email us. Our email address is hello at IdahoSpeakeasy.com. Okay. All right. Well, John, again, thank, Mr. Mayor, uh, thanks for coming in. And, My pleasure. And uh, we are out of time, but we will come back next Thursday uh, from 3 to 4. This is Idaho Speakeasy. We do this every week. So tune in, and we'll keep bringing interesting guests and sharing more great stories happening around our community. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>